Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce kiss? Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is February 21st, and this is episode 504. Coming to you from Boise, Idaho, I'm your host this week, the Enforcer, John Harper. And joining me is one of our analysts from Indianapolis, Indiana, our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, it's Jonathan Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Harper? Uh, shout out this week to longtime fan of the show, probably from the beginning, um, and Patreon, Michael Morrow. His birthday today. Happy birthday. Nice. Shout out, Mike. Yeah, also my Aunt Shirley's birthday. Shout out, Aunt Shirley. Shout out. Uh, uh, Mike did uh, uh, let us know that his koozies are keeping his beer colder than his other, you know, less amazing koozies. So just just for all you listeners out there, if you want to be a Patreon, you could get a koozie that's going to keep your beer colder and also hipper because it's got, uh, you know, the doctor's quote tasty my, to my palate on it. It's got our nice little emblem on it. It's hot. Check it out. Pre- premium koozies. Glad we That's sprung right. for the premiums. We did. We did. It's somehow colder. And if you do want to help us out on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash the undebeatables. And you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. If you want a sweet koozie, it's going to cost you five bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> This week, uh, just had two games of basketball. The game against Houston was postponed due to Texas. <laughs> Shout the, out, Texas. God. Uh, sure, sure, man. <laughs> what a mess. What a mess. It's not, it wasn't their best week. It's not great. But uh, everybody stay safe down there. Uh, yes. It's been a, been a real bad week. Don't run your grill uh, in your house, which is apparently was a thing. Don't run your car. Yeah, in your no garage. barbecue chips. Yeah, yeah. no, that uh, releases carbon monoxide. Yeah, not good. Yeah, there are shelters available. Hopefully, that will. Um, they'll do a better job of advertising that going forward. But in Pacers land, two completed games this week. The first was against the Chicago Bulls. Overtime game, Pacers drop that game 120-112. And then the second game of the week 
also overtime. Lots of free basketball this week. Free basketball. Uh, and we managed to pull that one out at Minnesota, 134 to 128. Uh, so a fun week of basketball. Um, but obviously only have a one in one week to show for it. What'd you like this week, Colson? Well, so it's actually interesting. I, I, um, both these games, I listened to it on the radio. Um, and, uh, high drama when you're listening on the radio, right? You just can't see stuff. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Mark Boyle is the best in the business and he just paints a picture for you and you're just on your edge of your seat. And, um, I, um, you know, I think for me, um, the standout, well, look, honestly, both these games drove me nuts because we're supposed to beat teams like Chicago and Minnesota. And the fact that, I mean, Minnesota's got what, the, the second worst or worst record in the league. Now, granted, they just got Carl Anthony Towns back um, and he's been gone for a long time. Um, Chicago is a little more feisty than we thought they would be in my, in, in my uh, preseason predictions. Um, it looks like Zach Levine's an all-star and he ended up winning this game for them. But for me, these are games you got to win. And the fact that we went to overtime with both of these teams and eked out one win and lost another doesn't give me a lot of joy. Um, I enjoyed listening to these games. It was really fun. Um, it was high drama. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. I guess we can get into that later uh, about my, my panic level. Um, I thought the difference in the um, Chicago game was that young. Our, uh, our old friend, ex-pacer, Thaddeus Young, courageous heart. Um, he was guarding DeMontis Sabonis down the stretch, uh, undersized for that position, and took, I think he drew three offensive fouls on Sabonis in the fourth quarter and over time. Um, he was a pest. He was everywhere. Uh, he got key rebounds. His stat line isn't amazing, but I just, every time something was going wrong for the Pacers and going right for the, the Bulls, uh, they were mentioning Thaddeus Young's name. And of course, Zach Levine is the one who's going to get the credit because he hit the big shots. But uh, game ball goes to Thad Young in this one. Uh, yeah, certainly plays hard. Um, but yeah, Zach Levine gets the game ball. Uh, takes <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're right. Like, You're right. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> he's he's a good player and he's having a good year. Thirty points, nine rebounds. Uh, kind of let the game come to him. Took over in the fourth quarter in overtime. Uh, Garrett Temple had a good game for them as well. Uh, we had six guys in double figures. Um, Sabonis had 10 boards. Brogdon had 15 boards somehow. McConnell gives us 19 points. Um, you know, we had a lot of guys bring a lot to this game. Yes, but you also have Sabonis, you know, working on a triple-double with eight turnovers. And like I said, three of those are offensive fouls. Um, you've got us shooting just crap. You know, uh, Sabonis and Brogdon, both, you know, 25 and 23 respectively, um, just barely hitting the rim to get those numbers. Um, I, I uh, Sabonis shot, uh, you know, 37% from the floor. 
uh, Brogdon, 40%, uh, one of seven from the range. Um, we collectively as a team were... Tw- oh, don't forget 20- Miles Turner's two of ten. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to him. Uh, we've just been relying on Sabonis and Brogdon so much to score for us and to score efficiently to win games. And when they're uh, both off, it's tough for us to win a game. I mean, uh, you know, and that's how you explain how we're in this game with, with Chicago, who's, you know, we're better than Chicago. Uh, but our two best players had subpar nights from the field. Um, we as a team shot 27% from the three-point range. Um you know, we we were uncharacteristic with our turnovers. Um, yeah, no, this was the fact that we even got this overtime is um, pretty impressive. It was look, we're a better team and we lost, and it's not okay with me. I was really upset after this game. I mean, I don't know. Is that upset? I mean, I, I you know, coming down the stretch, I thought this is one that we were going to win, right? I mean. We were down, what, nine going into the fourth quarter? Yes. And yes. scratched and clawed our way uh, back into this thing. Sure. Um, thanks in large part to McConnell. McConnell had an excellent game. It was eight and nine off the floor. Um, without him, this is just never a game. He's just excellent in general. He's been mm-hmm. outstanding. Yeah, he's been really good. He was the best player out there for long stretches of this game. Yep. Uh, when really everybody, everybody else was struggling on the same night. Uh, which is just, it's always tough to overcome. But, you know, the effort was there. We, like I said, we clawed our way back into this game, forced an overtime, but just didn't quite have enough in the tank there. Um, again, lost the rebounding battle. We were negative 12 in that category. Shocking. Um, <laughs> didn't get the assist because we weren't really hitting any shots. <laughs> right. Um, 14 blocks in this game, though. Yeah. Yeah, we got four from Sabonis, which is rare and yeah. six from Turner which you know seems ho-hum for him but uh yeah I look I mean we competed we did for sure yeah. um you know but it's just it's just frustrating um yeah. I, you know I I I feel like if we're going to be a team I, we'll look we're playing 500 basketball um we're 13th in the league in offense and 15th in the league in defense. That's 500 basketball. And that means you're going to lose some games against teams you should beat. Um, especially if you can't get stops down the stretch or if you can't put the, you know, ball in the basket, which is the case on, uh, it was the case. Both of these things were the case in this game. Yeah. We just, we needed to win more matchups on that night and unfortunately didn't have quite enough in the tank. Um, Sabonis sure did come out strong in that Timberwolves game. Ends up with a monster triple dub. Yeah. Goes 36, 17, and 10. Yeah. He was angry. Throws in three steals and a block on top of it. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon flirts with a triple dub at 32, 9, and 7. Justin Holiday, 11, 9, and 4. Jeremy Lamb puts up 18. Aaron Holiday has 15. Um, these guys meant business and really, really came out to atone for the loss against the Bulls. I mean, certainly it took overtime, but, you know, that, that, that Timberwolves team is a heck of a lot better with Carl Anthony Towns than without. Yes. Uh, Anthony, sure. David, Anthony Edwards had a great week of basketball. He had a huge dunk the other night, not against us, um, but definitely worth a watch. That was 
some sports center top 10 action for sure. But th- I mean, this team is definitely better than their record. Rubia had 13 assists. Uh, Beasley was doing work against us. It's, With 31 you know. points. Uh, he, in fact, kept them in this in the overtime. Um, when we were kind of running away with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was not not wanting to miss 13 three-point attempts he put up in that game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I look, I this was another game, again, I listened to it on the radio, and I really, um, you know, just enjoyed it. It was a good game because it was so high tempo. I mean, it was just scoring going on at all times. It was really fun to listen to, um, you know, when I think about it in uh, retrospect, it's frustrating that we couldn't get any stops. You know, you're right. The team came out angry that we'd lost that Chicago game and, and, you know, Brogdon and Sabonis came out with force, but on the offensive end, um, we allowed, you know, Minnesota to just score on us at will. (laughs) And, um, you know, we pull out this win uh, basically uh, because we were, very precise in the overtime and you know on some level um i i don't you know you hate to say that the wolves are in a, a loser mentality right now but um sometimes when the pressure gets on you when you're whatever seven and 22 <laughs> um it's tough to pull out tight games um I, I mean, they made the most. I, I thought they really, you know, in, in large part made the most of their opportunities. I mean, when you look up and down, you know, we held them to 42% shooting. We out rebounded them. Um, you know, we only turned the ball over 14 times. You know, for them to, to be in the game after all that was impressive. Like I said, they, they made the most out of what they, they had here. And they were they were probably lucky to be to be where they were. Even though, again, we had to come back in the fourth. We quarter had to come game. back. Can, can, they were can probably we... lucky to be as close as they were. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't on uh, the pod last week when you guys talked about how Aaron Holiday was the reason we won that Atlanta game. Can we talk about how Aaron Holiday in the fourth quarter is the only reason we get this to overtime? <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. Like, Aaron Holiday is Good. the only reason we got back into this game in the fourth quarter. He was doing what he, he wanted everywhere. offensively. He was everywhere. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, have we found some sort of, like, have we figured out how to unlock him in the fourth and just, like, run uh, – rough shot over the league like he's you know against Atlanta and against Minnesota he just kind of won those games um you know granted you know not in you know, it wasn't so much in the overtime but I thought he brought us back in the fourth it's pretty impressive yeah he's a great player and you know they they just tell him to keep up his you know intensity on the defensive end and the offense will follow and in these games it certainly did um just timely yeah, buckets you know and like I, Guys that are one layup him. he had against Towns, too. I, I don't even know how <laughs> he you... got past them and, and got that up to the rim. I thought for sure he was getting baited because Towns played it pretty well, but he just beat him to the cup and, and, and got it in. Just, yeah, r- really good effort from him. Yeah. And amazing body control, just the way that he just has and, – and, and his sense of the glass. and Yeah, I just – when he is moving at that pace, he's moving at a different pace than everybody else, and – his ability to get to the to the to the bucket is very impressive. Um, I look forward. I I, look, I I really hope this is the beginning of a trend. You know, we've been talking up Aaron Holiday. You know, even if his numbers aren't great, his stats aren't great. He does the little things. He's, you know, he's been 
great for us in ways that don't show on on stats. But you know, these are games that he's I in my mind has won for us. I, I look forward to that more going forward. Yeah, can't have too many closes on the team. That's for sure. And, right. Uh, it's been good to see some uh, some three point shots going down for him too. Hmm. He had a good week. He's had a couple pretty good weeks of basketball. Nobody particularly played well outside of McConnell in that Bulls game. But, uh, yeah, Holiday's making strides this season. So hopefully he can just continue to do what he's doing and continue to improve. He's going to get his minutes. So how panicked are you, Colson? Um, I'm I'm pretty panicked. I, I, I must say that I, I kind of – you know, one of the things that I was probably going to do in the next day or two is just call you and talk about how panicked I am anyway. So I might as well record it. Um, it's so the premise here, of the show. Yeah, that's the premise of the show. You're right. But, I mean, you know, eking these things out uh, in overtime is not something I'm super comfortable with. Um, you know, I think we've been praising – the coach, you know, we would say, Hey, new Nate's doing uh, amazing stuff offensively. This is a fun team to watch, you know, and defensively they're, you know, they're jumping passing lanes and they're trying zones and, you know, it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening. And so we're all kind of, and, and the players seem to really like the coach. Um, so I've been pleased kind of by how the season is going, but I'm looking around the league, and the league is f- kind of full of a bunch of teams that are playing 500. And I know we've had some in- injuries, um, and you know we traded away Victor Oladipo. There's lots of reasons why this is okay that we're basically 500. Um, we got shellacked by the good teams in the league last week. We got shellacked by the Bucks, by the Nets, by the you know the jazz was fairly competitive but we still got beat by them uh, handily um and then and then to scrape out wins against bad teams and even lose one in chicago makes me think that we might not even be worth of our 500 record like i'm a little concerned i'm a little concerned i i thought we were definitely a top 6 seed um we wouldn't have to worry about the play in tournament and I'm starting to think that maybe we're we're a team that's going to be six, seven, eight, nine, and uh, I I don't I I don't understand why exactly, and I'm frustrated and I'm concerned and I need your help. I mean, I'm a little surprised that you're panicked at all. I mean, we're not playing very good basketball. We just had a four game losing streak, uh, but we're half a game over 500, sitting on the four seed in the East. I mean, there's plenty of room for improvement to be sure, but we're in an excellent position. I mean, we're ahead of Boston. We're ahead of Toronto. Miami's sitting on the 10 spot right now. I mean, things look pretty good, all things considered. I mean, okay, and, again, and who, who are we looking at? And, yeah, we got like what? We're not really that worried about the Knicks or Chicago or the Hornets because we're better teams than them. Like that's that's we're really yeah. So we sh- so the teams we're worried about like the Celtics, the 
you know, the Raptors and the the Heat, they're they're below us. Okay. I mean, if somehow we drew the Hornets in the playoffs, I would be thrilled. You'd be feeling all right about that. I would be too. Or the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, there's just there's a lot of season left and, you know, certainly we have a lot of work to do. But that's the nature of the beast and, you know, you're right. There are a lot of teams playing playing 500 ball in the East right now. I mean, there's um, you know, essentially four games separating us from the Wizards. <laughs> right now. Well, right? this is my concern, right? So like I was looking at the um, the standings the other day and we were at at that point we were a game and a half out of third seed and a game and a half out of the um ninth seed, right? Like it's mm-hmm. all we're all kind of bunched up. And so for me, I guess the reason I'm you know, I'm panicking is cuz we got just shellacked by all those good teams and we were barely winning and losing to to mediocre and bad teams. But I think moving forward, right? So, like, there's there's an there's sort of an insight and in, uh, you know uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, right? There's a um, there's basically an end of the schedule here in March. Uh, there's going to be yeah, uh, yeah there's going to be it's an like all star game maybe, or apparently there's an all star game, uh, which seems like a bad idea to me. But like whatever that's happening. But at least we know what the end of the schedule is, and then there'll be a new schedule, and that'll be a thing. But like just looking like looking forward and being like, okay, I can see through the end of this schedule. And I I at the beginning of the season did my math, you know, and I did you know, where even sort of assuming that we would be learning um new schemes and stuff to try to get to um um you know to get to the point where we could get um our win loss, I, I gave us more losses than I thought maybe we deserved because on some level we overachieved last year and I thought maybe things would be a little bit different. I still had us ahead of where we're at right now, I guess is what I'm saying. I had us at uh, 18 wins right now and we're at 15. I mean, you, had a, you had a healthy Victor Oladipo on your team. When you did that, that is true. That is true. I did. And we basically sent Victor Oladipo away and didn't replace him. So, yes, that's Not fair. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I think that next week is probably the next two weeks are probably going to tell us a lot. Uh, in addition to Saturday's game against Houston, Monday's game against San Antonio will also be postponed. We will host Golden State on Wednesday and then embark on a four game road trip starting in Boston on Friday, back to back New York on Saturday, and then at Philly and get to finish up at Cleveland before coming home to Denver. Uh, so we're going to have our work cut out for us for sure. For sure. But I think that the break is going to do these guys good. I mean, this is a really compressed season and to get this much time off outside of an all-star break, uh, is certainly good. And maybe these guys can actually get some of that practice time in, uh, that they haven't had a chance, uh, had a chance to enjoy. So, well, we didn't have an off season, right? I mean, on some level, I mean, it was very short. It was abbreviated at best. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I, there is hope that, you know, we could maybe write the ship on some level, like get some of this stuff figured out in this week off, um, this unexpected week off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, that, that's an unexpected gift to have that kind of break. So I, I, I know that uh, Bjorkgren will try and make the most out of that. And then, you know, we'll go to work for a couple of weeks and then 
likely enjoy another week off around the all-star break although we don't really don't know what that schedule looks like in any meaningful way so right and we might have to do a bunch of makeup games or something like that who knows who knows now are you um i know i've been concerned about how much sabonis and brogdon are playing um they're both fantastic they've been fantastic but i'm worried about wearing them out um does a week off re-energize them does it give coach a chance to maybe consider playing them less (laughs) less <laughs> like I mean because when you're in the midst of it you just want to get wins um, you know does this change because of the week off or are we just still going to ride these guys until we get Warren and, and Levert back I mean hopefully it'll help them recharge their batteries I mean I'm sure that uh, you know that's that's helpful I mean the reality is that they're the best players on our team so <laughs> they've yeah. got to go out and play 35 minutes a night that's just what we need them to do right yeah so. well they're playing like 38 or 39 <laughs> that's all. uh i mean they're they're both averaging right around 36 are they really okay yeah i'm so. just watching too many box scores with overtime <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's still certainly a lot of minutes but it's not james harden minutes right for sure um, and you know i I think you're right. I think that getting, you know, Karis LeVert out there will probably help us, you know, thin out those minutes a little bit. But, I mean, 35 minutes a night in the NBA for your All-Stars? Sure. It's probably expectation these days. Fair enough. Uh, Is Sabonis making the All-Star game? Uh, I mean, for my money, yeah. Why wouldn't (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Seems like he's on the fringe. I'm a little nervous possible yeah but i mean it'd it'd be a surprising omission for my money but we'll we'll see we don't have control over that neither does he that is true i mean i mean all he's doing is he just got his seventh triple double which is that the most in pacer franchise history i mean how many people do we have making triple doubles really like think about it nobody yeah that might be it Paul George be. was like the closest thing we had to a triple double machine, and he did not have that many. No, so I mean, I mean, you know, he's been here what? This is three seasons. This is third season. My goodness! Shout out Sabonis. Shout out, and I both hope and hope he does and does not make the All Star game because I don't want him to have to go play. But he also deserves the accolades. So. Right, 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 right. Or maybe it'll just be motivation for him. Yeah. I mean, he deserves it. That's the thing, right? And it's one of those things that's on your Wikipedia page. There are personal goals. So, you know, I, he, he definitely deserves it. Yeah. Shout out this week to Luka Doncic, who, after ending up tied with Damian Lillard for a starting spot Ooh. on the All-Star team. Okay. Uh, one due to the push, which is fan voting, right? And was asked about it, and he he said Damian Lillard might have deserved that one. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that, shout out! That's awesome. It is. It is a cool thing to say. I mean, Luca has zero things to apologize for. I think he's averaging like twenty seven nine and nine or something. It's it's ridiculous. Um. But Dame also having an amazing year and has his team in fourth place in the West. 
um, certainly deserve it. There's just only so many spots out there, but it's not often that you hear these, you know, big name NBA guys come at it with some humility, and, and he did, and that was cool. I like that's it. very cool. Uh, yeah, shout out, uh, Luca. Um, also, I I did I googled it. Uh, Sabonis sets uh, Pacer record with seventh triple double, surpassing Detlef Schrempf for team record. So uh, we weren't wrong to think that that was maybe a record, but apparently he just said it. So yeah, yeah. So that that that's all time then, not in the season, huh? Yeah, all time, all time, like ever. Yeah. Not Detlef just in did a not season. have seven in a season. No, no, no. This is all time. <laughs> this is all yeah. time. So shout out. Yeah. That's I think we've a lot, got a lot uh, more to come. He's going to yeah. set some records that don't get beaten for a while. Exactly, without a doubt. Until we get uh, Westbrook on our team in his waning years. <laughs> oh, don't even say it. <laughs> Future Pacer Russell Rushbrook. You're going to get kicked off the show. <laughs> well, fans, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find us online, we are at the undebeatables or i'm sorry at undebeatables on twitter facebook.com slash the undebeatables our website is the undebeatables.com and uh, you can email us at shout out at the undebeatables.com we also have t-shirts and t-shirt and koozies t-shirts and koozies yeah maybe uh for our once and always Oh, no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Very nice. Well done, sir. Thanks for uh, hosting. I to give you. Uh, you get a cookie. I get, I get a cookie. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a gummy instead. <laughs> the next show more interesting. I like it. <laughs> All you got to do is set up the next show and then it could just go yeah, off the rails. Yeah, it's just, fine. just let Colson go. It'll be yeah, fun. exactly. Let, let me talk. Yell yeah, at it's you. It's always a little dicey with the two man pod. That's good. It'll be it's fine. Like, you know, it's fine. If one of us doesn't have something to say, the other person just has to start talking. <laughs> you know, the thing I was talking about with the thing. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we're good at speaking until someone makes us stop. <laughs> That's right. It's, one of my, it's on my resume. <laughs>